First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. And welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, the Pod of the Everyman, the Two Beers Podcast. Jordan and Drew doing the podcast with half our brain tied behind our back just to make it fair to all the other podcasts. I am on location here in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I'm recording from a garage to not wake up the other 12 people that I am staying with. So everyone bear with me. Drew, how's your week been? Man, I, I, I got to say, I've, I've tried everything to get a solo pod. I even came up with this, this ridiculous idea that I planted two years ago for your family to go on this massive vacation so that <laughs> you would have so many people to have to like work around that you'd just be like, Drew, just go ahead. Just go, go record by yourself. We're going to make it happen. I still couldn't do it, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna quit that dream. That that that's just never gonna happen. How about this? I'll be as quiet as possible, and you can just run with it. Uh, it's not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> just because I I, I I know you'll be there. It's just it's not a thing. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not opposed to it, but you'd have to learn how to like cut it and you know like put it. Oh, in music I would no and, no no no. I I would just record it. You'd still do all that shit. I would. <laughs> I, I'm not doing that. I'm just gonna actually do the podcast, and then I'll tell you when I'm done and. You can splice it up and we'll be good to go. Oh, yes, you're you're so silly. You're fun. <laughs> you're fun. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna give you the good heat tape. All right. I'll tell you what. Let's assume positions for the world famous two brew salute. Three, Three two, two, one. Beep. That was me knocking my coffee mug. Even though we're recording at friggin' eleven o'clock at night, I needed friggin' coffee. A little um, cough action. So it'll be more like the two brew podcast instead of the two beer podcast. Uh, two brew crew. What do you got? Uh, I am drinking bottle number four of my Mickey Ultras. Oh, gosh. Four, six, three left. Although I did dump out. Jesus. I think uh, did it, we had some mouse action in the garage. Uh, Mickey? I wish. Uh, Minnie? No, like an actual mouse. So like it was just like ah, let's just let's let's try to like clean out some stuff and you know our biannual like garage cleaning and um, had to seal up seal up some uh, some crevices so that where mouses are getting it and stuff. And uh, I was like ah, I guess I should go through this fridge and just do a, a stock. Basically anything that I know is over two years old. I just cracked the cans and dumped them. I probably. <laughs> I, pr- I mean, it's, it's in the fridge, so it's not like they're bad. It's cold. Um, I probably dumped, man, I bet you I bet you I dumped 45 cans and bottles total. Holy crap. I bet. I, you know what? I get like that too, though, because you want to try something, and it's a sixer, and you're like, eh. Yeah. And you have one, and then the five just sit there, and then like a year later, you got to dump them out. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. And then some there were some Christmas gifts of stuff that like I don't really like. Yeah. Like yep. what am I gonna what am I gonna do? I mean, I don't I don't think the veterans I I didn't want to be an asshole and like give it donate it to the veterans with the rest of the shit. So I was like, all right, let's just dump it. So like, that was probably yeah. like that was probably like eighteen, like it was like eighteen bottles of stuff that I've been gifted that like I just would never drink. So I was like, all right, but I had them in the fridge because they were bottles and like I, felt I didn't want them getting knocked over. So a lot of a lot of animals were probably getting drunk over the week or uh, over the last few days on my uh, my grass if they were eating it. Oh, you just ran the grass. 
I just dumped the not, drain. Not yeah. even down the, dr- the drain. No, no, no. Because no. yeah. I don't, I mean, it's not like I have grass that grows anyway in certain parts, so I just dumped it on the grass. It's good for the All environment. Right. So. Well, speaking of good for the environment and dumping stuff into nature, I, I have a story time. Ooh, story time with Jordan White, baby. So, just sex a quick story. Beach, sex we, on the beach. Sex on the beach. Uh, uh, close. Yeah. Um, so, I took my wife and my daughter parasailing this morning. And I don't know if I like where this is going based on the close, but go ahead. I got sick on the banana boat ride out there. Oh, did you hurl? And then I got sicker once we got to the boat. Did you hurl? And then I got sickest when I was up in the parasail. Oh, come on. Projectiled out. I projectiled from 150 feet into the ocean. <laughs> did it, like, blow back on all of you? Because that would be amazing. <laughs> no, I went... I was on the right side. My daughter was in the middle. My wife was on the left. So I, I went over the right shoulder and just, just let, let her rip over the right shoulder. So. Oh, that's, that's tremendous. <laughs> did, you, did you ask the guy, like, if, if that happens all the time? And he was like, I've been doing this for 30 years, and you're the first to do that? Ah, uh, no. He was, he was about <laughs> 17 years old, so I knew my life was in good hands with, with a seasoned <laughs> captain. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> Poor guy. A uh, little rumbly-tumbly, huh? We, we tipped him 20 bucks, and... Uh, yeah, came back. You, th- you, you threw up all over this guy in his boat, and you only tipped him twenty bucks. Nah, dude, you're you're like a hundred feet behind the boat. Yeah, I just, I just went straight into open water, bro. <sighs> Fair enough. Okay, well, that's funny, fun stuff. Yeah, and um, so then I had my brother-in-law drive me back, which I forgot I get motion sickness in the car if I'm not the driver because apparently I'm just a weakling now. Jesus. So I had had uh, round two in in the bush next to the uh, driveway here. The way. <laughs> Of the rental. Jesus. You just puke, 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 puke and rally. <laughs> I, yeah. I was down for the count this morning. <laughs> Fun. Oh, man. Fun. Good stuff. Good stuff. Down for the count. I guess we should segue into boxing, huh? Yeah. I kind of I wanted to do Anything Goes Wednesday and do Beer 2 second, but, uh, or first, but let's, 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 let's stick with Beer 1. Let's just rip through Beer 1. There's not a lot to get to. Yeah. Yeah. Big Baby. Our boy. In Toledo. In Toledo. I watched it. You watched it. Did you watch the whole thing? You ended up watching it all. I missed the. I missed round one, but I caught from round two on. Okay. Yeah. yeah listen. So baby, you know, big baby. Uh, I'll you. you I'll listen. I'll drive a lot because I know you're trying to be quiet to keep yeah, people. Uh, it's not sleep. even the. No, nobody can hear me in the garage. But oh, okay. I'm getting all the right. garage echo. So. Oh, gotcha. Well, you 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 everyone. just chime just chime chime where you need to chime. But uh, you go, bro. You go. I'm not trying to dominate you or anything. Just give you the heads up. Um, so he wins on the cards against Charles Martin. And listen, Charles Martin was a late a late sub in. Uh, I forget the name of the guy he was supposed to fight, but there was some type of visa illness, ta- some nonsense that he couldn't fight. Uh, I actually liked the Martin. I I liked Martin better because I was like, listen, this is a former heavyweight champion. He's been in the ring with some of the top guys. I, I'd rather that than just kind of another like step up fight for him against like you know not a not a former champion because we keep talking about can Jared, you know we keep giving the you know the basketball the NBA fantasy stuff you know which which heavyweight which like legit heavyweight could Jared Anderson beat right so like I thought this was good um, knocks Martin down the second round uh, he got he got stung he got stunned uh, a couple times in the fight. So I know people are like, ah, oh, is Big Baby legit? Is he overhyped? Because he didn't knock the guy out and he went the distance. Like, listen, like every time, every time a guy goes the distance, he, he's not. A, it doesn't make him a hype job. Like it happens in boxing. Um, I thought that 
I was I was very I was very much impressed with how Anderson handled himself the few times he got buzzed. You know, like his legs, and like I don't think he was incredibly hurt. And I think I think we like our Texas like we, we cross wires there, but he he was he, his legs were like a little wobbly there. Um, I think first in the fourth round, and I want to say then again in like the seventh round. Um, you know, Martin caught it with some good shots. And you know he was he was definitely a little bit out of it and had to you know compose himself. But you know took some steps back, held where he needed to. Very very similar to uh, to Devin Lenares, right? Where you saw Devin get 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 buzzed late by Lenares, and you know you could tell he was impacted by it. But he so he fought pretty good defensively the last three rounds. I thought Big Baby did that, and like I said, I think that I think the moral of the story is some of the some of the some of the deficiencies in his. Um, approach like the stepping how he like when he's getting out of punches he keeps stepping straight back which you know against a quicker like more experienced heavyweight they're going to put you on your ass when that happens because you're vulnerable like you kind of saw that like Martin exposed that a little bit um, so that's something he needs to work on and I think he just needs to um, I'd love to see him throw more hooks man like I know a hook's a dangerous uh, punch to throw because you're going to get you know there's a good chance you can get hit hit on the other end but yeah I'd, I'd like to see just a little bit more combinations from him um along with everything else but His i hooks weren't very sharp there was like they were like cupping sorry did i say hooks i meant uppercut sorry i meant oh. uppercuts sorry yeah. like and maybe it's just my infatuation with the anthony joshua uppercut but i just like to see him uh add that to his repertoire a little bit but yeah like i didn't like i didn't move away and like be like oh my god jared's not ready like you know this and that. i was just like listen there's like he fought. He fought a legitimate former world champion who's been in there with with, with the best guys, and now he's got some takeaways. Um, so well, he won. He won nine out of ten rounds. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. I mean, there's was, no was, and, and got a knockdown. Like, there's no like I. You know, it's not like he. It's not like he like got a kind of dicey. You know, a dicey. Your, your like, comment was decision. right on. This was this was the fight he needed because mm-hmm. the experience on fight against fighting somebody good was was just something that will benefit him so that was that's what he needed yeah and it and it wasn't a um like it wasn't like the some stuff that you, you hear people say about the guys he's fought before was well this guy's never been stopped so let's see like what he does and then he stops the guy right and this was like a, to me this was a legit charles martin like was a legit heavyweight step up um so we'll we'll see where he goes from here. I I I've I've seen that like he might actually end up fighting the guy that he was supposed to fight um, in August. That would be a pretty quick turnaround. That'd be I mean listen, if if he you know a five six week turnaround to fight get another fight in would be insane and pretty awesome. That's like that's like Navarrete territory right there, like old school that Navarrete. Would be sweet. Um, but I don't, I don't think that'll happen. But I I wouldn't if if he if they they make that fight again that'd be cool. Like I. I honestly wouldn't mind seeing him against a Jaffe. I, I think that's like a, a good fight Ooh. next, like because you know Jaffe, like he had a good fight his last time out. Like he's kind of back. Maybe now maybe Jaffe wouldn't want to do that because he might want to you know get a couple get a couple uh, more build up fights for himself. But like that's like kind of the to me that's like the next step for like Jared Anderson, a guy like him. Um, you know Frank. M- M- I'd like, yeah, I, I keep I keep throwing the Frank Sanchez name out there. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing him with Frank Sanchez. Like, I wouldn't mind that either. I'm a little. I think he might need one more before Sanchez. But, uh, yeah, that's what I'd like. So, I again, I didn't I didn't walk around. I didn't walk away with like a 
baby got, you know, big baby got exposed or anything like that. Like I just, you know, I was, I was definitely concerned when he got, when he got wobbled a little bit. I was like, Oh my God, no, 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 don't do it, Jared. Um, cause I love that dude. So, but I, I was, I just gonna said, I was impressed with how he kept, how he kept, uh, how he handled himself in those moments. So yeah, well, well said. I agree. Yeah. That being said, he'll still fucking smoke Deontay Wilder. Continue. <laughs> uh, this week we got man, what a we got we got some favies going this week. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to? Who do you want? Let's 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 do boots first because this 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 is this won't take long. Yeah, go ahead. We got Jaron Boots Innes, uh, big time pod favorite. Uh, 20, 26 years old, thirty and 0, 27 knockouts, has never lost a round in his professional career on the cards. Uh, 5'10", 74-inch reach, born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. No reason for why we have so much love for uh, for Boots Innes. Cool uh, t-shirt incoming. Yes. Fighting in, fighting at, fighting in Atlantic City, I, I don't think I'm going to make it out there. I kind of wanted to, but I just don't know logistically if I can make it happen now. But he's fighting uh, Romaville, 26-1, 24 knockouts. Um, he is 30 years old. Five seven seventy inch rich so so boots is gonna have a lot of um a lot of the advantages in the in the measurable uh measurables category I don't really I don't know I've never I've never watched have you ever have you seen Villa fight no I haven't seen him fight I don't really know anyone on his resume um his one loss was a split decision against Marcos Falasanya I guess that's how you say that but um i'm just listen i want boots to be as active as possible you know he he fought one time in 2022 which was unacceptable and embarrassing from a promotional standpoint that they didn't have him out there more he last fought in the first week of january against um chick <laughs> uh where he went karen. the distance what's that karen yeah karen uh, he went the distance again. There was another example of oh, his boots exposed, like that the thing we have to go to all the way. Um, one every round, and so yeah, again, now again, he's fighting guys, you know, with good, 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 um, good records. records so you know, yeah, yeah. So twenty six and one. Uh, so we'll see. Like I, what I'm, I'm looking for, I'm looking for boots to, like he can go the distance. That's fine. Like I'm not worried about boots getting knockouts. I just, I just want to see boots be aggressive continue to throw combinations i and like the one knock on boots is just that he leaves himself open defensively but like he just i think he just kind of gets it this is similar to like Keyshawn. like these guys know like to be to be a to be somebody that fans want to go see like you got to be an an aggressive offensive fighter and like bring that action like i think he does it carefully enough to where he doesn't put himself in danger but that's like the one knock on boots is that you know he's he leaves himself open to take shots but it's like listen like he get awesome you can be you can be devin and i'm not cracking on devin because we like devin but you can be devin and not you know not do that and nobody you know everyone thinks you're bored as shit and nobody <laughs> nobody wants to go see a fight or you know like again i i that's one of my favorite things about Keyshawn. like Keyshawn just gets it he's always coming forward he's willing to take a shot to land two shots on you to hurt you and get you out of the ring um and so that's just what i want to see from boots this weekend um the long and short of it is in 2024 we'll find out more about boots yes because finally the the crawford uh well yeah guys the spence crawford logjam will break here in july three weeks three weeks away bro 
and then again, I'm assuming they'll fight again at the end of the year or that, maybe the beginning you, of 2024. Did you see the latest tweet about that? I did not. The that rematch is uh um supposedly uh for 154. Hmm. Which, if that's true, and I, I haven't seen an official official tweet. It was one of those like aggregator accounts that I saw that yeah. on. But that if that does happen, that would mean that all the belts would be vacated. Which means um, well, either way, twenty twenty four, we'll we'll learn yeah, more. about exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Even more so because, yeah, like some of these guys are gonna have to be mandated to fight and and whatnot. So yeah, and then it'll it'll either. He'll either he'll start to get opponents after that. The division will start to thaw. You know who I you know who I want to see him fight next. Assuming that another rumor is true about a fight in August. Uh, no, who? I want to see him fight the winner of Thurman and Ugas. I just oh, want to just would, get him in the ring. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. If that's true, it's ru- it's rumored that for the be, end. Of, that would be great. Yeah. yeah Thurman Ugas. The end of August is rumored. So, like, get boots in there against those guys. Make it perfect, for one of the perfect. titles. Who cares? Like, yep. let's not let's not worry about having to you know protect Keith and these investments like your own guys. Let's let's do it. That's a real test. Semi, yeah. you know, a three quarter of the way retired Thurman or, or Ugas against against Butsinis. Yep, love it. Let's get it done, and then he whoever whoever wins that gets to fight the you know fights a unification fight against our other guys fighting this week, Virgil Ortiz. The uh, <laughs> I can't remember. We haven't seen him in so long. What do we? What do we? Uh, what, what's our nickname about the kidneys with him? The body snatcher. The body snatcher. That's Since right. He the always body. hits the body. Yeah. Anyone? 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 Anyone that he's fighting is pissing blood for two months afterwards. Um, yeah. So Virgil Virgil Ortiz, nineteen and 0, 19 knockouts. Uh, he is 25, 5'10", 70-inch reach. Going in there against Amante Stanionis. I can't say his name. Fourteen and 0, 9 knockouts. Um, he is uh, doesn't have the age on here. Five eight, sixteen inch reach. This this fight's been canceled, rescheduled twice. I think maybe I think twice. I think I think Stadiotis got hurt once, and then Virgil had that weird like his body shut down on him. Something I forget what it's called. Was it like Rob? It starts with an R or whatever this thing is that he's had. Yeah. Um, but he's had it twice now in the in the weight cutting process. So I was I I, I Jonas is 28 years old I just found. Okay. Yeah, so I was pretty I was pretty surprised to find out that this fight was still going to go. I assumed that Ortiz would move up to 154 where the cut wouldn't be as tough. Um and so that he uh wouldn't have to go through this again. But um you know, we last saw our main man Virgil uh basically a year ago, July or August August 6, 2022, um, we saw him against McKinson where uh, McKinson was looking okay, but then Virgil just, just peppered just peppered the guy's goddamn kidneys uh, and his liver for like three straight rounds and eventually uh, eventually got the stoppage. Um, but, you know, we also haven't seen uh, – Stadionis hasn't fought since April of 2022. So even more of a layoff. Uh I feel like this is 50-50 right now. Uh, that I don't know what the odds are, but I feel like reading a lot of stuff, um, everyone's kind of 50-50. And it's if you're going for Virgil, it's just the the raw talent and the you know you're you're outweighing that over um, the two instances where he had that 
symptom pop up again i'm sorry i'm unprepared and don't have the name but if you want preparedness this isn't the podcast for you um come on traffic and uh and staniosis people like people are picking him because of the opposite like they just the fact that virgil's had that had that issue the last couple of times they're kind of overlooking his the fact that this guy hasn't fought in a year and a half um i i'm i'm not betting against virgil ortiz i just think that if he wasn't healthy, they would have moved him to 154. Like I don't, I don't think there's, you know, I don't think leaving him at 147 is much more financially appealing because you know the big dogs are going to be out of there once they fight each other, um, and you can fight boots at 154 anyway. So I think he'll be okay. And at the end of the day, uh, like Teddy Atlas says, you know, you fill that basement with water. Uh, eventually, um, every, everything else is going to shut down. So I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean towards Virgil's body work. Just again, just being too overwhelming, and him getting. Uh, I, I think he'll get a st- I think he's going to get a late stoppage. Oh jeez! Did something just blow up? As a fireworks. fireworks. It is July 5th, so the. Uh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. The leftover fireworks. The July third fire. The July third fireworks and the July fifth fireworks just need to stop. <laughs> just stop like why why so Virgil Ortiz Jr. Uh, Robdo Robdo myolysis is there a serious is. metal condition that can be fatal or result in permanent damage Jeez. Robdo occurs when damaged muscle tissue releases its proteins and electrolytes into the blood these substances can damage the heart and kidneys Oof. Um, so that, that's I, I, twice I'm now con- y- y- yeah I'm uh I'm concerned for him going into this fight with with uh, Stanionis. Very fair. Um, Stanionis, his last win, to your point, huge layoff. But his yeah. last win was that Buteyev, which hey, fireworks was hey. um, was basically being discussed as one of the guys, uh, like uh, the up and comers that might might have something for some of these guys, and and he just shut down Buteyev. Um. So that being, let me get to the odds here. I um, I, I I'm I'm a little, a little concerned for our boy. Um, yeah. I mean, right. listen. Rightfully, I I think that's right. I I think that's a a legitimate um, concern. Yeah. So it's it is. Uh, Stanionis is plus three hundred. Virgil Ortiz minus four twenty five. So not one of the major. Favorites what did it say it again? What is it? Plus plus three hundred Stanionis minus four twenty five Virgil Ortiz. Okay. Uh, so big favor, but not not prohibitive. Uh, the rounds. What do you got? Uh, I'd probably say. Uh, let me say nine and a half. Ten and a half. Oh, so I think it's okay. All right. My, minus one forty on the over, plus one hundred five on the under. So over is a favorite, but not a giant favorite. Um, Stanionis by de- by decision plus five hundred, Stanionis by knockout plus eight fifty, draw plus fourteen hundred. We usually see that at plus eighteen hundred. Ortiz by decision plus one eighty five, Ortiz by stoppage plus one oh five. Mm. So, that being said, um. I don't know what. What? How do you see this? What? How do you see this playing out? I just, I just, I just think the body works is going to be too overwhelming, like it always is. I just think Ortiz. I just think Virgil. Again, I'm not. I'm not as worried. 
I feel like if if the health thing was a legitimate concern, they wouldn't have him in this fight. Like because they they've pulled him out of the fights as it's happened. Um, so I I'm going yeah, in there. But I just wonder if that if he's just too, so weak going through all that. If he's just too weak, I I I don't think they I don't think they'd put him in there. I think his team has been very good with him. Um, That's a good point. I, I just I I'm, I'm and again I'm pro- I might be ignoring it just because I like him, but I just I feel like. I, I feel like his his team didn't push to have the fights go on as scheduled these last two times that it's happened. So it's not like they're throwing caution to the wind just to get him in the ring and get paid. You know what I mean? Like the paydays and all that stuff. Like we hear like some guys, you know, Garcia had the rib injury and was like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. And they put him in there like rather than postpone the fight, like things like that. Um, I don't think I like, I don't I don't get that impression from Virgil's team. So yeah, I think I, this is I think this is barreling towards a split decision. It could, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, San Diego is, is is legit. Like this isn't, yeah, this is this is a legit fighter, a guy who probably should be fighting Spencer Crawford, but because of that whole nonsense, they're you know this is why these guys are fighting each other. Uh, I just I I mean it's just the body work. I just I just love what Ortiz does and the commitment that he makes there. Um, yeah. And I think he's got a solid. I mean, I know he went down. I think Me, me Machine knocked him down, right? I think. Uh, that sounds right. But I think I my, Me Machine knocked Ortiz down, but like, I mean, I, I think he's got a pretty solid chin. I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm gonna go Virgil Ortiz again. I th- I think he gets a very very late stoppage. Mm, this says no. Nah, Box track doesn't say anybody went down in that fight. Maybe it was a slip. I are you sure? I mean, I'm looking at Boxrec. Usually, they tell you when someone goes down, right? I thought I thought Me Machine got him in the second, got him down in the, uh, in like the second round because we were like, oh shit. Uh, could be because now I'm going back to other ones and it doesn't tell me. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think tell me. I, don't... I think he. Did. I'm pretty sure he did. Okay, I'm pretty sure he did. So, but um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited about it. it's. Like I said, I'm going to say Ortiz by split decision, but if he loses by split decision, I you know that wouldn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, it's another reason that I'm I'm not overly pushing to get to the boots fight, just because I'm like, ah, I kind of want to I kind of want to be able to see Ortiz uh, standing on his live. So, yeah, yeah, that's get him, true. Get him, get them both going. So, I bought I uh, I spent a hundred bucks on t-shirts. That's about that's about the price of admission for a ticket. So we're me and boots are square. <laughs> yeah i like that <laughs> uh i got i got me doubles one i could like work out and fuck around with and not care and then just like a cool casual one to be rocking around philly I like, like you know boots you got no boots you know boots <laughs> um right. so that's it for boxing yeah usik usik's got a date with the boss i think it's the end of august oh okay so he'll be back he'll be back in the ring um yeah, let's. I don't. I don't even want to give Shakur and Haney any airtime. It's just sign the contract, Shakur, in your own words. I like it. So, um, we're we're uh, we're mean. We're mean, We might be mean cusses, but we're the same mean cuss to everybody, even the guys we like. What was it you said? Wasn't there something you said you wanted to get into, or was that a different sport? I was just talking about we were. Or we were going to talk about baseball, and I was like, no, but. Then yesterday, today, and tomorrow is just like my baseball wet dream of. No, the I was the NBA when we get. Well, that, well, that's a good transition now. The NBA because you wanted to talk about the um. Oh yeah, off season stuff. Oh yeah, but yeah, then yeah. you were talking about the potential tournament or whatever. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, the in-season tournament. So NBA, we're here now. Um, this in-season tournament is happening, I believe, next season. I, I don't, I don't have all the details. I didn't read the article because I think this is the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> um, so we'll probably talk about maybe, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll, you know, maybe we'll finally get our like actual beer episode going, and we can ask uh, our buddy who works for the NBA to fill us in on what the uh, logistics of this thing are. Um, the funny part is my sister's on this vacation with me. I could have I didn't even realize it was announced. I could have asked her all about it, but oh well. Oh yeah. Well I just I just assumed she was on vacation, so she didn't she was she she didn't get the memo today. Um That's okay. Uh NBA free agency, man. Uh huh. Pretty while there were no no like huge names really on the market, a lot of activity, but of course in typical NBA fashion, two huge things that happened. Uh, Saturday morning, Damian Lillard finally requests the trade from uh, from Portland, which I mean, you know, it's everybody's kind of been waiting for this to, to happen for them to move him or him to request the trade. Um, you know, I'm not as I'm not as disappointed in Dame as I am some other guys because I feel like Dame's. I think he's been there 13 years. Like, I, you know, he hasn't. You know, he he's never been this like he, he's never really pulled his power card. The thing that like annoys me, which is this whole thing now with these guys, is this this now his infatuation with I only want to play in Miami. I'm at now he's got all his guys, his people out there leaking how adamant it is. It's gotta be Miami. If you don't send me to Miami, man, there's gonna be trouble. Which is just like so like, is it <coughs> because now it changes from he wants to he wants to be in a winning situation and not part of a youth movement. Which I I get. Like Portland couldn't couldn't move their picks to bring in guys that could help them compete for a big contender. I get it. All right, cool. But like the fact that now it's, I'm, I'm going to go into Miami or else there's going to be a problem. Like, so now they have to take a shit deal for Miami or you're going to what? You're going to sit out for four years. Like we know you're not going to do that. Like that's the part that annoys me because nobody forced Dame. Like he got the super max like three years ago, right? Which is the five year, you know, seven thousand, seven hundred million dollar extension, whatever. I'm exaggerating, but it's the insane. It's like fifty million a year you're getting paid with the supermax. But then Dame goes and signs an extra two year extension for like a hundred, an extra hundred and twenty million dollars with Portland. Nobody forced you to do that. So at that point, like you, you're telling me you don't give a shit about this whole like my happiness competing. Like you just want your check. So like now you can't pull this Miami card to me. Like if you're Dame. Like, if you had one year left and wanted to do this nonsense, okay. But now it's like, so you signed an extension just to get more cash, but now you're going to, like, play the card. Oh, you got to be nice to me. Like, that's the part about, like, this, like, player movement thing that really annoys me. It's like, well, let me get my let me get my money in my pocket, and then I'll just do what I want to do. Um, because there's no way, like, you know, I, I don't even think the – it's like, okay, so if Boston came up with a package where they would keep Tatum, Time Lord – like basically just trading out Jalen Brown and then assets, you wouldn't be able to compete for a title there. Like you absolutely would be. So now it's just like you want like you want to be able to cheat free agency. So that's where I have the issue. And obviously the Sixers were mentioned too, but I I don't even care at that point. Um, you got any thoughts on the Dame situation? No, I mean I agree with you. He he gave them all of his best years, all of his prime. Um, so I mean hat tip there. Now he's. Still a very good, useful player. Not at the peak of his prime, maybe maybe the end of his prime. And so um, now he wants to move on. Okay, fine. But I didn't know all this stuff about it's got to be Miami or bust. Yeah. And again, well, that's, it's yeah. Like, it, that's where it's like, 
you, you don't get to be the player, the GM, and just basically do yeah. fantasy mode in NBA 2K. Like that's not yeah. part of the deal. Well, like, and then and then the other hilarious part is like if if you have a no move clause and they come up with a trade that you can veto, then you veto it. Yeah, Bradley Beal style. But right. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, you you do the player part, and they got to do the team part, and. Exactly. Yeah, if they, yeah. if they if they come up with a deal you don't like, then sure you can you can just say like, look, appreciate it, but I'm not doing that. But to force their hand and and like you said, pigeonhole them into a crap deal after they committed all that money is that's that part is BS. Yeah, I, I that that's what annoys me. And then the other part that's even more hilarious well, is it's like just, it's just not fair. Like. Yeah, like so. Like, so you for, get for again BS and who has the power? That's just not. That's just not fair. Yeah, and like Dame Lillard is going to get his years and his money wherever he goes, but like the Trailblazers are going to get forty cents on the dollar for him. Yep. By having to take a bad deal, and that's like there's no like there's not equitable value there. It just it annoys me. And then the part now it's like the other part is oh well Portland Portland better do right by him or or or, or people aren't gonna aren't gonna want to sign with them because of the way they treated Dame. Bro, like nobody fucking wanted to sign there when Dame and CJ were there, because because it's it's not a destination. Like Dame Lillard wasn't good enough or respected enough by other star players to go there to want to go. Like this is gonna be the thing. Nothing changes. Like yeah, right. this is the thing. Like it's not gonna. It's not like it's not like this is like like Los Angeles where guys want to go and this might deter them. Like that's such nonsense. Like I I started cracking up. I was like some of the some of the stuff that players tried to pull like this off season was just so comical because it's like there's no way any of these things are true, which that goes into the next guy, which was actually a bit of a surprise. Um, my man, Mr. Spearmint Rhino, James Harden, um, he he was fully expected to opt out of his contract and test free agency. The whole thing for months, for months, his people have been leaking out there that, oh, man, he's given serious consideration to the Houston Rockets, like Houston Rockets. Uh, James wants to win, but yeah, he's given real consideration to go back home to Houston, which never made any sense because one, I, I don't care how much a fan base loves a guy. Why the hell would Houston want him back the way that he conducted himself when he left? Um, and two, like if he's telling people he wants to be a, you know, you know, can compete for titles. What the hell? Are, what is Houston go doing for you? So that was another like ridiculous story that he's been putting out there for months that made no sense to give him leverage, and it actually seemed to be the case because uh, Friday, Friday or Thursday, you know, Friday, Friday evening, the news came out that he actually opted back into his contract to make thirty six million this year because I guess he didn't, he wasn't happy with the long, the, whether it was the years of the money that the Sixers were offering him. And again, no other team was offering him a deal because no, nobody nobody really had cap space, and the ones that did had no interest in him. Um, and of course, they pulled out that he was unhappy with the Sixers and all this other bullshit stuff. So he opted in and apparently requested a trade, which you know I they don't have to trade him. And I, I, again, this is where like Daryl Morey, I haven't been a big fan of like some of his moves on the fringes. Um, I do think he's done better than a lot of Philadelphia media people give him credit for, but he he's not going to just move James Harden just to move him. Just like Ben Simmons, everybody was a guy. He's got to move Simmons. Got to get rid of him. You can't. You just need to cut your losses. Guy held his ground and got exactly what he wanted for Ben Simmons. So you know any trade with with Harden like is going to have to bring back a star. He's not um, he's not just trading Harden for a bag of balls. 
So I my my feel my feeling probably is that he ends up playing the full season here. Um, you know, the only concern there would be that he just pulls what he pulled in Brooklyn and just stops playing and quits in the middle of games. But he can't really do that because he's playing for a contract. Like nobody would give him a contract this year. What's he gonna do? Play bad and then a team's magically gonna give him four <laughs> four How years. How old is he too? I think he's 33, 34 years old. Right. Like he's I was yeah, thirty four. Like. You don't have any big contracts left, buddy. Like, this is his last one, which is what he wants. So it's like you can't you can't even afford to waste this year. Like, why would a team if he was terrible and purposely sabotaged the season? Like, what team? Like, ha- what front office is going to look at that and be like, yeah, it's fine, but let's look. Up. <laughs> he's requested he's requested four trades in the last five years, but yeah, let's 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 roll the dice and give Harden four four years, three hundred million dollars at the age of thirty five. Not oh, by the way, he doesn't take care of his body, so he's probably going to age really nicely. So that threw I, a little. I, I mean, I'm, that. but yeah, I'm so dead inside with the Sixers that it didn't really even phase me when that news came out. I was like, ah, whatever, sure, cool. Um, they finally signed somebody. Then they signed Mo Bamba. That was cool today. Um, Bobo's out there. He there's got to be an issue with him that like Orlando just cut him. <laughs> me and Tori said the same thing. It just uh, has to be maybe I don't know whether it's his commitment I, or I he's showed just, that to my brother and he yeah. he just looks at me and goes, "He's got to be a head case behind." Yeah, that it has has to be. There, it makes no sense. But um, other I'm just I think other free agency stuff. Draymond, no shock. Very, first the first free agent that resigned uh, four years, hundred million. I thought he was gonna get three years, hundred million. So they brought the. Uh, they brought the annual value down of his contract by like three million bucks, and just gave him the extra year. So, um, Clay will be next 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 year. So we'll see how much longer we have those three guys together in Golden State. Um, that was the big one. Jeremy Grant. This is where the Dame news was so odd because Jeremy Grant got like a five year, like thirty two million dollar a year contract, which is just obscene for Jeremy Grant. So like. I thought that was the sign that oh okay like Dame's Dame's gonna stay because why the fuck would you pay that guy that contract? That was obscene. The other one was uh, Desmond Bain four years for two hundred million. I'm like for two, so yeah, or, they, or, yeah, or whatever it was, forty million a year for Desmond yeah. Bain. I'm like, yeah, really? his rookie extension. Yeah, that's forty million a year for Desmond Bain. These contracts, that's what they are now, man. Good they're gonna, they're, these contracts are insane. Wait, like wait I till the stars. If the stars are getting forty to sixty million, but like Desmond Bain is at least a notch below the stars. I don't disagree with you. Um, I'll save Houston for last because that's even fucking hilarious. Um, All right. I'm starting to itch to get the silo, so look, come on, baby, give it to me. Sorry, sorry, I'm just trying to, uh, I'm just trying to cover some of the cool free stuff job for of people that a good care podcast, about. And I, just, <laughs> I, I, just, I just want to get to silo. I was. See, we should have just, we, you should, you should, you should have just done, you should have just went with me and done silo first. Um, I'm sure the Lakers had a pretty, the Lake, everyone. I mean, the Lakers probably did the best job in free agency so far. Um, they brought back the main guys. They brought back Russell on a two-year deal. Um, uh, they Austin Re- no, no team offering Austin Reeves a hundred million dollar contract for the Lakers to have to match, which they absolutely had to do. I thought was embarrassing for the rest of the league. Like you're competing, you're competing with this team. Why would you not want to hamstring them and their salary cap? Makes no sense. I I I if, oh man, I, I never want to hear any of these teams complain about the Lakers for like five years after that nonsense. Um, and they're they're bad they're their biggest I gave Vincent signed with them uh three years thirty three million dollars. I thought that was a really a really nice pickup. Um, you know, Vincent yeah, was agreed. really good this season. I, I don't I don't 
I don't know how much different that makes them because I I feel like him and Schroeder, like I don't like Schroeder, but like offensively, he's he's solid. Um, he flops on defense, but gets that shit all the time. So I I I thought that was valuable hilariously for them. Um, and the biggest the, the one problem with Gabe Vincent is, and you saw it in the finals, like he's gonna get switched on defense a lot. Like they're gonna pick on him because he's so small. Um, so like people that are putting them in the, as the title favorites because of that move, I'm like, listen, it was a really good move for them. Um, if they were going to lose Schroeder anyway, but let's, let's, let's pump the brakes a bit. Um, but they had, they, they had very solid, um, Phoenix for having no cap space, um, picked up Eric Gordon was probably their biggest guy. He took a huge discount to sign there. Um, but they had some good role guys that signed for, for minimums. Um, and then Houston, which, you know, the, up or what's his name? Um, who we just talk about from Desmond Bain got, Four is making forty million a year. Fred Van Fred, Fred Van Vliet is now making forty three million dollars a year. Um, that's kind of outrageous. And Dylan Brooks gets a four year eighty million dollar con. Like Dylan Brooks is going to get twenty million a year after everybody clowned him and thought he'd be playing in China next season. Not really sure exactly what Dylan Houston, Brooks that contract. Houston. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like I'm not exactly sure what Houston was thinking. I I read something about. Um, you know they want to just they want to try building a culture, get more vets in there with these young guys because the young guys won't have to get paid for a little while. I I'd rather pay you Dennis Haslam one year twenty million dollar contracts to take up the money because I got to hit the floor than than that guy for that contract. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I'd rather I'd rather Haslam not play and just be that presence on my bench for twenty million dollars a year than that contract they gave that they gave friggin' Dylan Brooks insane i would i would have rather like why not why not give why not just sign austin reeves to the offer sheet i'd rather have austin reeves than dylan brooks yeah sign like sign austin reeves to the offer sheet if they match it they match it like like dylan brooks was 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 dylan brooks gonna go somewhere i i thought that was i yeah i i thought that was terrible Uh, i'm just trying to think quickly did anyone else make any big time moves not Really, I'm just trying to think. Did anybody like? Oh man, that guy just wowed me. Sixers, Celtics, uh, Grant. Well, actually, you know what? Dallas. Oh, Dallas resigned Kyrie Irving. Uh, <laughs> for uh, three years, forty something million or forty million dollars a year. Three years, one hundred and twenty-six million dollars. I think I missed um, that one. Yeah, there was a lot of buzz because uh, Kyrie, of course, like I guess Kyrie's the only one that kind of bluffed, and his bluff got called. Because this whole thing about, oh, Kyrie might be the one guy to take less to go do this. It's like, no, no, no. We already saw this last year. Brooklyn told him, go ahead, find find yourself a team that will um, give you the mid-level that you can go you can go sign with. And he could have opted out of his Nets contract last year, and he didn't do it. Because that's, yeah, yeah, he didn't want to give up all his money. Um, but they just made some good moves. They, um, I told you, they were my big winner of the draft. I really love the lively pick for them. But they just signed... Um, Grant Williams today, which I'm not a big Grant Williams from the Celtics. I'm not a big Grant Williams guy, but like for not having any cap space, really, that's a pretty good ad. Um, they're signing Matisse. They're, they just signed Thibault to an offer sheet, three years, $33 million. This is one of the reasons the Sixers traded him was because he was eligible for like $150 million. And like, wow, they look like assholes. The fact he's only going to get $11 million a year now. And they added sorry one more second um da, 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 da. who is the last guy they added i thought they added a third 
Sorry, give me one sec. Ah! Maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't. They, oh, they signed. Sorry, they signed. Uh, they signed my guy Seth Curry for four million dollars. I, I can't believe Seth Curry. Oh yeah, Seth Curry's back with them. Yeah. I, I can't. Which just broke my heart because I really thought we were going to bring him back. I, I can't believe in a league where three point shooting is such a premium that Seth Curry only got four million dollars. That's right. Dylan. Dylan Brooks got twenty million a year, and Seth Curry got four. That's that's embarrassing. It's confusing. Very confusing, but now for again for a team that really had no options and no cap space, like they they went from like bare bones to Luca, Kyrie, Seth Curry, Grant Williams, Matisse Thybul, uh, their draft picks and some of their second year guys. So it's interesting, fun. I always enjoy your your NBA takes. Uh, fri- Friday, Wemby Wemby makes his uh, summer league debut against Brandon Miller and the Hornets. Ooh, what time? Uh, I think it's nine o'clock. Okay. I think it's nine o'clock. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I don't. Want, I don't want to say. Uh, you know, the best prospect, best, uh, best draft prospect in the last fifty years, because I don't want to upset the LeBron fans that get so easily offended. But um, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, because again, that's that because that's something worth arguing about. But uh, <laughs> uh, I'm excited to see how he handles himself with. Uh, Again, just with the pay. I mean, the summer league is not always a great gauge, but um, yeah, I'm excited. Cool. Again, I mean, I said I, I tweeted it out from the count. Like, are Sandro and Wemby sneaky the best four or five combo in the league now? Could uh, be. Yes. <laughs> All right, what do we got? The fastest, uh, everybody's favorite minute in podcasting. Hey, everybody's favorite minute in podcasting. Little NASCAR pit stop in three, two, go, go, vroom, vroom, go. Last week, the Chicago road course, uh, everyone was expecting a shit show, and by most accounts, it was actually pretty successful despite torrential downpours. Um, this guy, open wheel racer from Australia, Shane, Vesber- Giz- Shane Van Gisbergen, uh, ends up taking it. He brought him in as a ringer, track house racing, um, and, and the guy just pulls it out. Uh, I- it was a little bit of annoying to me, but I get the fans that, that enjoyed it. I, I'm ready to get back to some, some actual NASCAR racing. Um, but there was there was a lot of wrecking in turn 11 and blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know. I, I, thought, I still thought it was kind of weird, but it had enough good vibes that they're going to do it again next year. Uh, we lose. We go to minus 28 on the year. No, I'm sorry, minus 32. We were minus 28. Uh, this week is Atlanta. Uh, they've had the championship there multiple times, but now they moved it to different courses. Uh, so this week we are going with Kyle Busch plus 1,000, Chase Elliott plus 1,100, Joey Logano plus 1,200, Kozlowski plus 1,400. Sweet. And let's wrap up your one with the parlay. We win last week? We did not. Was um, it my fault? I forget, so I'm going to say yes. That's fair. Um, yeah, the Aces crushed the Liberty, so I know that happened. But uh, the I think you took the Dodgers over the Royals. I did. Uh, the Royals actually won two of three against the Dodgers. Last that week. is awesome. Great, yeah. great stuff. Yeah. Um, hey, Mike Trout got hurt again. That was a fucking surprise. Wow, surprise. Uh, I'm going to take the Giants over the Rockies on Friday. Friday? Yeah. 
Giants over the Rockies. Wow, look at you. All right, I'm going to go with my gals at the uh, the Las Vegas Aces. They have a sweet comeback victory here against the Wings tonight, which I'm assuming that they're going to hold on for the win. They might not. I don't know. But they play the Wings again this Friday. Wait, where would I go here? Yeah, Back-to-back -back versus the Wings. Yeah, they're at the Wings on Friday, and I'm going to say they cover against the Wings on Friday. Las Vegas Aces. Lock it up. Love um, it. Love it. All right. Finally, 48 minutes later, let's get to the one and only beer two. Assume positions for the world famous two roof salute. Three, two, one. <sighs> that was, that was me to, tapping my coffee mug. I'll have to crack this Mickey midway through silo. Okay. Silo. Whoo! It happened. Watched it at 1 a.m. I guess Thursday going into Friday. I watched it, it down here. I was on my wife's phone, which was a little bit of a buzzkill, but it's okay. Um, man, we crushed it. Uh, Prediction was so on point. So good. So season finale, uh, we'll talk about it at a high level. We won't go frame by frame, but a couple of the, question, couple of the questions we had that were answered. How is, how, is, how, is, how is Jules getting around the fucking silo without being seen on the cameras? I'm so glad it was like this trash shoot thing. And not that she just she somehow was hitting like eight million blind spots because that made no sense. Um, so it seems like she was traveling up and down the trash chute to get in between the floors without being seen by the cameras. So I, I actually really liked that. What did you think about that that plot point? Yeah, I mean it made sense. It was good. Yeah, I um, liked it. I liked it. It was kind of crazy how they threw that giant thing down and she somehow survived that fall and they scooped her up right before the thing crushed her. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was convenient. It was very, it was very Superman two, or sorry, Spider Man two on the subway esque. What it reminded me one. of. That's that's exactly where my head went. <laughs> um, pretty awesome, pretty awesome. Yeah, common, no, no mercy. Make sure of it. Bam, threw that shit down there. Um, so that was really cool. So Jules, uh, then she ends, she ends up down in the down deep. So she's hiding out in Walker's um, apartment. But eventually, I mean, Judicial is going to find her anyway. So uh tim robbins and uh, uh tim robbins called by his actual name bernard <laughs> bernard and sims get her and bernard basically tells her hey listen uh i need you to not ask for a judicial hearing just go outside take you know go outside like we were already trying to get you to do and i'll tell you what happened to, to george wilkes um so she agrees. She knows she's fucked anyway. So so she agrees because that was the whole point of all this, just to find out what happened to the man that she loved. Uh, so she goes – they take her to the uh, surveillance surveillance room, breaking their protocol, and they show her the playback of George, um, the guy the guy who was supposed to be Sims the Shadow that Sims threw over the, um, uh, over the tunnel the, or the, the silo um, ledge. Uh, he was bringing him up for interrogation of the hard drive and George George stopped in front of a camera and basically just he act, and actually did kill himself because he didn't want to you know he wanted to preserve the chance that somebody might get a hold of the hard drive and expose the silo for some of the secrets that are going on there so after all that he, he ended up did killing him he ended up did, he ended up actually killing himself I thought they showed him being murdered. I was very confused by that part because I thought no, they showed him being jumped and murdered in his apartment. 
George? Was that not my? Was I that wrong? Was, that was that was the? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That was that was the yeah. deputy. That was the deputy. Yeah, Will, Will Patton's character. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Same guy though. The guy who did that is the guy who was yes. bringing, yeah, was bringing okay. um, George up for questioning. Yeah, yeah. Got so it. how they found out he had the hard drive, who knows? Um, but that's neither here nor there at this point. So Jules, uh, she goes up, um, and she has she has a scene with Bernard where you know they're kind of he's he's being very vague about things about the silo. Um, and he's basically tell he basically tells her how you know her job in mechanical was to make adjustments to the generator to make sure the silo kept running, and basically saying that's his job to make adjustments to make sure the silo keeps running. Basically, defending himself for essentially sending people out to their deaths um, to to clean when in because Jules Jules is under the impression which we don't we at this point we don't know what's true that it, it's okay to go outside because the last thing she saw was the Jane Cromartie cleaning video of blue skies green trees birds buzzing and uh yeah and that's what she's thinking so you know he basically says there's a bunch of mysteries that the founders left us she then mentions we'll talk about this in unanswerables she then mentions the 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 one thing that kind of throws bernard off a little bit is she does mention the door that george that we joked about last week like any reason why george just didn't tell her where this freaking door was (laughs) and made it this big vague thing in the video like she had to go find it when he knew where what where it actually was located um yeah and then she makes the comment about not cleaning and he goes everyone says they won't but they always do um walker ends up leaving the apartment for the first time in what 20 years i guess she actually walks out goes up to see her ex-wife who works in supply that we find out and they finally have they have a conversation about the tape <clears throat> so this has been a converse this has been a thing since the very we first met uh jules that she was on judicial's radar specifically bernard's because she she stole she stole heat tape um from it to use to try to fix um to like mend the generator um which didn't work anyway so she was kind of like i don't you know it doesn't i don't know why they're getting so worked up about it which was kind of like what everyone's reaction was and that's and that's what um walker is talking about with her ex-wife um and makes it a point to be like maybe you know I, something about the tape. So one uh, a bunch it, of it was something like we 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 use the good tape down here. Yeah, it's like we yeah she basically was like your tape's way better like the mechanic like in mechanical like I, maybe they make their own tape in mechanical I don't know. Um, I think I think they just give the good tape to mechanical because they need to make sure it works. Maybe that is it. Yeah, I, I didn't. When she said your tape is bad, I didn't know if like Walker, because Walker like fixes and experiments with stuff. That maybe she makes her own tape down there. Maybe I don't know. I didn't. I didn't understand um, that part of it. But um, as Jules is in the prison cell and people are coming to, to visit her, um, she does get like a a food supply from her one friend down there who says it's from Walker with a note that basically is like, "You wanted the truth. The truth is, I love you." They're all good in supply. That was the note, which is like, okay. Um, Sims meets up with um, Billings, uh, sees that he has the syndrome, and then apparently they cut some deal and he's letting him stay and promoting him to sheriff. They they said they're going to give him an exception. So clearly something happened there off screen that we didn't see. And then the big moment, man. She's she's going out for the walk. And... uh, she gets in the suit, gets taped up, goes outside, 
Well, they ask her for the last words, and she says, I'm not afraid. Goes outside, and there she is, man. Like everybody else we've seen to date, she sees uh, blue skies, birds a buzzing, green trees. And the, the, the flying V. This, as soon as the same flying V happened, I was like, Drew was right. <laughs> and so did she. Immediately, Jules realized that once she saw the, she saw the birds fly by, that she had seen the same image already. And it was the image of Jane Camardi's clearing. And and she did say she it was it was a callback she cuz she did say to Bernard in um the cell that the display is a lie and then she repeats that but it's actually the display that's in the helmet's the lie and it's not safe out there. So she goes she goes to the the sensor with the video with the wool cloth and just drops it and it's like everybody watching is like oh my god. And then and then cut, Sims Sims goes to Bernard what do we do now? And he goes, don't worry, it'll, it won't be long now. Um, as she starts walking to the tree, assuming she's going to topple over like everybody else. And then she keeps going. And then uh, he goes, she knows. And then uh, Sims asks, knows what? So now we realize that Sims does not is not aware of whatever tomfoolery and chicanery is going well, on. It was. I don't think it was when she made it to the top. It's when she pulled out the badge. And well, it's when set, she didn't topple it, it, yeah. it down. When and, she, and then, as then, as she, yeah, it's as as she approached that tree, the crest, yeah, the yeah, crest she didn't, yeah, she yeah. didn't topple over. Um, so we now know that Sims doesn't, because we were asking, do we think Sims knows what Bernard knows? Sims does not know the whole, the whole, uh, the whole purpose behind the video. Um, and yes, and and then she does go down. She her last request was to get the badge from Holston uh, that had truth engraved on it, and. As she reaches down, her hand is going through. I guess it's a hologram, um, and what I, I guess you would assume is actually their dead bodies are still there. That's kind of one of our questions to talk about. Um, and she puts the badge on Holston's body, uh, walks up above the hill, and the feed gives out, and she sees the desolate earth, just as they're seeing it through the um, the, the image of the silo. The only difference being that in she over the cliff is the image of I guess pretty much a decrepit city, which we're we're assuming is Atlanta because of the book um, Adventures yeah. for Kids in Georgia, and not only Bernard runs to a server room, he uses the light up keychain eighteen to open it. We don't know what he actually what what he what he opens there to see or what's happening in that room, um, but then the last. Last image is the pan out of her over over that that tip right that hill, and the fade out is basically dozens of, um, I guess whatever you want to call them like divots, um, with the with the sensors on the on the cement openings, again that so now we know that there are in fact dozens of silos all in this area. Dun dun dun. Yeah, the the um, the pits, I guess the circular. The pits, yeah, I don't know what you would call them. Um, yeah. But the circular depressions that all have a door and all have a camera. Yeah, um, but yeah, man. So, so that were some of the so questions that were answered. It which, what what is it like outside? It is obviously um, a wasteland. It is a wasteland. Yeah, it is a wasteland. Are there other silos? Yes, I mean, well. That has to be the assumption, right? Because it's all the same thing. Yes. So there are other silos. That was a big thing that we asked. Um, 
Does Bernard know? Yes. Clearly, well, he's he knows some. He knows. Well, yeah, he's he he knows what we, we, he kn- we know. He knows something. It was. I guess our question was: Does Bernard know what it, what what's actually outside? And I think that's fair to say. Yes, he does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That he, part well, at least at least portions of it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll he at least. It. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um. And was Ju- would would Ju- it was Juliet going to take the walk in the finale? Which yes, she did. She took the walk. So that's that's where we were. Um. You're, I, I didn't actually read the stuff you sent, but it sounded more in depth. So why don't you why don't you drive the R? Well, let's let's start with your questions, and then and then we'll just just go. You you sent me a list of questions. Oh uh, yeah, so here were my some of my burning questions, um, coming out of this. Why the illusion? And so we talked about this a little bit last last week as to when we kind of came up with the the idea that potentially what Rashida Jones had seen and what was on the Jane Cromartie cleaning video. That actually was fake because we saw Holston see the same exact image, and it looked like we 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 supported it more than the Kennedy assassination film. Um, and I still I I think we both kind of were like, yeah, something's goofy. It is pretty similar, but why would they do that? So I I'm still at the opinion the only reason you do that the, the whole the whole purpose of this thing is control, right? Like whoever whoever is in charge of all this stuff is they want to they want to impose as much control on the people living inside the silo as possible. So like I I guess it's again I guess it's just the fact that they want like they want people they want people to go clean, they want people to go out there. It's like they want to give them hope, but like I don't know to, like just have well, so, people scared so the, enough. The, the question, I mean, the, the thing is, is that they need somebody to go clean the camera for down below. Do they though? Well, the, so let's just, let's just start there and then sure. ask that question okay. next. So let's just start there. So if you really want somebody to clean the camera, you need to convince them that one, if, if it came out and it was all dirty and it was a wasteland, you need to convince them that even though I've been sentenced to death, I need to do this for the people I'm leaving behind, um, which some people may and some people may not. But if all of a sudden they saw a green earth, then you, uh, you know, they're, they're almost certain to go back and be like, oh, my God, everyone needs to see this. And then they would, like, rush back and clean Correct. it. Correct. So yeah, and that's, that's to me, that's the only explanation of— That's the only explanation. It's yeah to get yeah because you want them to go clean. I I think it's more than. But then the question is why? Like why do they need to have somebody clean the camera? Why not just have like a wiper on it or like, like have somebody from the outside go clean it? Because there had there's obvi- there's got to be people outside, right? Like, well, that's another question we have. But just to to wrap that one up, I I just I think it's more of they want these people that are that are asking to leave the silo just to show that they're 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 cleaning for the betterment of the silo and then they're dying because <laughs> um, I, just, I just can't think of any other plausible reason for that um, but yeah so the second question I had are so obviously oh I guess we didn't even say the I guess <laughs> in all that uh, our synopsis um, Walker switched the tape so when she sent the message that we're all good in or all good in supply, she she obvi- she off screen she asks um, her ex wife to use the the tape from 
uh, mechanical on the suit, the heat, like their heat tape, instead of the one from IT. And so that is what is that that is the reason why Jules did not die outside. Um, and so uh, I, you know, we, I guess uh, the thought there is that whoever is in charge here is purposely using shitty th- this shitty tape because the the whole thing is they want these people to die outside. Correct. Um, so my question, so another question we had is, are there suit, are there people that are in charge that are actually going out there in properly, um, sealed up suits to do things like to explore the earth, like where they are now? Like, I know the air is, we want to get into air cause I don't even know how that works, but, um, or at a minimum to clean up the dead bodies. Cause it didn't look like when they did the pan out, it didn't look like, um, the bodies like Holston and his wife's bodies were there still. It just looked like it was all dirt, which would say somebody had to go out and move the bodies. But I, thought I they were, I thought they were there. If you actually, if you re, I know you watched it on the phone when you get back to your beautiful new TV, when you get home from vacation, rewatch that scene. I don't see the bodies when they actually show you like that well, final either way, scene. Either way, over 140 years, if they do one a year, it should be littered with bodies. So I mean, where, well, they where don't purpose. These... Well, they don't have one a year. Like they don't send they don't send somebody out every year. It's when people ask, or if someone's like, yeah, like do you have to ask to go out that. there? Yeah, okay. and they don't. So they're not. Yeah, so I don't know. Either, that either se- way, over 140 years, how many how many people should there be? More than five, right? Yeah. So you'd probably yeah, and and I mean Holston and his wife are pretty fresh. We're talking you know a year, three years that these two went out. Not even a year for the yeah. Holston. Yeah. So those bodies wouldn't have decomposed. Um, so I don't know. Do you think? Do you think that there are people actually going out there? It has to be. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so. I, I, I. You'd have to think, right? Yeah. Um. Because they, especially with the the tape being the the the, the key to the suits. Like obviously, whatever they use to build the suits are are safe. It's just a matter of the actual ventil, like, ve- you know, I guess taping out the the weaknesses of it that um, yeah, were the key. Um, what a flimsy way to I duct tape these portions so we don't die. <laughs> yeah, that was okay. I mean, that's fine. I mean, I, I can, I can, I can get over that. Um, what, what, what an odd engineering. <laughs> yeah. I, I still can't get over like these fake visors, like the display thing. I can't get over that piece of yeah, it. Well, th- um, that's the funny part is like, you have these like Google VR headsets that, that you're faking these people out with, but the the engineering weakness is that they need duct tape at the seams. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think Bernard knows about the door? Great question. So that's that's another thing that I, I wanted to talk about. Um, I assume that he, I, I assumed that yes, but or wait, I forget because Goff and I talked about this and. I can't remember if he said that he – we talked about this, and I don't remember what my initial thought was. But where I landed is that I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think – I don't Sorry, think that he, was, I just stumbled all the way through that answer. Gosh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't think he does because the face he makes and then the fact that they make a point to show you the scene where he has the pieces of the hard drive and he gets the actual, like, disc that has the – data on it so i think that that after he mentioned after she mentioned the door it's after she mentions the door yeah and and i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure if that is what happened um they're like the order the sequence of the events there i'll have to double i'll have to go i'm I'm rewatching it now as i'm working so 
I'm on episode eight, so I'll get there quickly. But yeah, so I I don't think he knows what this door is. Um, well, that right. kind of goes then to my to one of the points I've been saying is I don't think he knows everything, and I've I've been saying that I think I think he is the leader of that silo, and I Agreed. think he knows yeah. that there are elite people on the outside pulling all the levers. But I think he's playing good soldier and not asking more questions. And he knows that he runs this silo and what he need, you know, the tricks of that silo. Yeah. I'm not sure if he kn- knows what what that other door is or where it is. Gotcha. He, um, I, don't, I don't. I don't know if he knows that there's other silos. I think he knows there's other silos. I, I, because I, the, I don't know about that. I think because of the key. I, I think the keychain is a dead giveaway that he's got the 18. That this is silo 18, and he's in charge of silo 18. I don't think that he. I agree. He is not the guy. Pull. He is not the puppeteer or the puppet master. He's not the puppet master. Um, so I think he answers to people. But yeah, I I think that he doesn't know what this doorway is. Which this might be like a tunnel to get to other silos. Um, again, just seeing, going back to the blueprint that, um, George was looking at. Um, I noticed another question that we brought up. Remember I talked about, um, the mines and the iron ore mines, the mines of Moria. Yeah. So that's, that fits right into my theory too. Yeah. Could be. Um, I noticed this today when I was rewatching it. Um, do you think the do you think it actually is poison outside still? Because I was actually I was talking to my mom about this. Say, say I, I I'm sure it's nukes that did this. Like the world, this is like Planet of the Apes all over again. Like someone nuked somebody and started this whole chain reaction, just kind of based on how that city kind of looked. Um, like we're 140 years, assuming it's really 140 years. Would the world would, would it still be that unstable out there? Um. Knowing Hollywood, or assuming well, I'm, well, Hollywood. forget Hollywood. I'm talking about like, like, oh, legitimately. Uh, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so either. So here's my. So my next question was, do you think it's actually uninhabitable out there, or and that's what's killing them, or you know how when they go first yeah, go in I the door? I think what it's gonna be. And can, fi- can I can I finish? Oh, oh okay, sorry. Can I finish I thought, the question? I, I thought I was answering your question. Go my ahead. my question is. Can, could you actually survive out there without the helmet and the suit? And when they go into that doorway, when it all seals up, that smoke that blows on them, is that the poison that's actually killing these people when they go out there? Uh, that's a good question. I, I was wondering that too. Um, and I thought I thought of that mainly because this whole like air supply thing is bothering me as to how like that's cool she got out of, like it's cool that the poison the poisonous atmosphere is not getting in that suit, <laughs> but like how much oxygen does she have to be able to breathe um, while she's yeah. out there? Well, so that's why I was thinking like, are they? And I saw the smoke. I'm like, oh man, I wonder like is that like poisonous? I didn't put those two together, but yeah, maybe maybe because the duct tape is so bad that the poison gets in there. Yeah. Um, I don't know because it's like why what's why like why because why steam like that room is is just completely shut like why and they 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 put the fire on after the door opens like what would be the need for like the steam before the door opens well they have to vacuum seal it but if you think about like because that's what they do in space like you know they have to seal it so that way the vacuum of, of space doesn't get mm. into their vessel and crush them Okay. Um, but I don't know that they have like 
exhaust like that and those doors in space? I don't think they do. Yeah. So, so that's that was a good question. Yeah, I was I was kind of curious. Is is but that maybe that's part of normal, like vacuum stuff? Yeah, it just the fact that they have the fire after the door shuts was like I was like, all right, isn't that killing everything? Why do they then have to do the steam thing? But, um, what happened in the Martian with Matthew with Matt Damon? Did did that happen <laughs> with him when he had to go in the little like vacuum? Uh, I don't think he. I don't think he got. Ste- I don't think he got steamed up every time he went in. No, I, I don't think you. It's a good question. That gives me an excuse to rewatch The Martian. It's a great movie. Um, what kind of you think you think you think Sims and Billings made a deal? Um, which one's Billings? Isn't that the deputy's the new deputy's name? Oh. Paul. Is it oh, Paul the Billings? Guy, the guy with the syndrome. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Because like why would, why why. Part. Why would he? Why would he just give him this like exception exemption now, with the syndrome? Probably because he could be easily controlled. Yeah, I, I think they made a deal that's going to help him overtake Bernard. I, I, I still can't get over the conversation he was having with his wife about the plan that they had. Um, I think that's what it is. Probably that's a combination be- of what we just said. He's easily controlled, and he could use yeah. him as a pawn to overtake Bernard. Yeah. And then my last question, because I know you got other things going on, but um, or at least you sent like two par- looked like two paragraphs worth. Do you think so? I I think it's a safe assumption based on the at the last scene that there are dozens of silos. How many there are? Forty, fifty, a hundred? Who knows? Do you think that there's people in each silo? Or again, I, I always come back to the whole thing. This whole thing seems to be like a control thing. Um, like the whole, the whole, the whole idea of controlling. Do you think like each silo is like a test, and once one fails, like it's it's it, whatever, it's emptied out, and then they they move on to the next silo as like for as part of like experimentation. Uh, I don't I don't think that's a bad idea, but I would not go that route. I think it's what I said originally that each silo is like harvesting something different. Okay, for the elites. Whether it's this one appears to be iron ore, other ones could be harvesting different things. They could like one of them could be just all food, like all animals and grain or whatever. Like, because mm. if there are elites outside, they need food and everything. And our silo is self-sustaining in terms of food and water, but it's not Maybe creating the other excess yeah. f- food and water for the people outside. They're creating excess iron ore apparently in some kind of mines. Yeah. Um so that's that's what I think is going on. Okay. Yeah, that's that's that I'm I'm more towards your thing too that I don't think these are all empty. But that was kind of my thought. It's like I wonder I wonder if they're all just empty and this is like the eighteenth try. <laughs> like they have all these set up and like this is the eighteenth try. Like that was kinda like matrixy. You know how the matrix like resets itself every time the one goes through and all that nonsense. Yeah, totally. Um I do think the last thing is what do you what do you what do you think the door and we kind of experimented last week. I, I am more sold than ever that the door actually leads to tunnels to yeah, other, now that we know there's other silos. I think the door is like the get under under basically the under underground railroad. Um the uh the underground uh highway to get yeah. to each silo. Yeah, agreed, for sure. That's my that's my thought on how uh on how that's gonna go. Um Season two is already filming. Any other what other questions do you have? Sorry. What what else did you have? Um, couple things. One, totally random, but next to me in this garage, a spider 
has just been overtaken by a swarm of ants. <laughs> it is wild. <laughs> anyway, um, the whole like nuclear thing, I'm wondering, because Hollywood tends to make things about climate change a lot. I'm wondering if they are saying that the Earth's atmosphere has become, like, it basically just melted away because of... Oh, God, I hope not. ...of climate change. And so then people had to go underground. Um, I'm wondering if that's going to end up being a thing. Um, but my other questions that I messaged to you include... Um, Oh, yeah. Does Timothy Robbins know that there are other silos? I think, yeah. I think, yes. I'm, I'm not you sold think on You're that. not sold, yeah. You're not sold. I, I, I think that if you, if you think about the whole point of the silos to keep people in the dark, I think he knows that there's other elites. The fact that he doesn't know about the door, well, it's not a fact. Our conjecture that he doesn't know about the door yeah. kind of supports that he doesn't really know the other silos are there. Maybe what do he knows you, they're there, but they're not connected. What do you think's in that server room that he opens with the key? Oh, I don't wait. I don't remember. I don't know. When he goes, when he after after she start after she doesn't die, and he leaves the room, and he starts like like lightly jogging towards. Oh, that. I assumed it was his communication to the outside people. Okay, and he's okay. got to be like problem, problem. That would have been cool if it was. He actually like you actually saw him like reach out to somebody. I don't know. There's, there's some. I was watching some YouTube videos. Um, there's some people that think like he cut off like the hologram feed to the visor. I don't think that's. I don't think that's right. Because what would be the point of him doing that? Why? What, wouldn't you want to keep her in the dark and even more? I thought he ran away after that. Like I thought she got out of range. I think he, so too. He was still there's, running. I thought. There's theor- There's there's fan theories that that's what he did in the server room. He cut off like the feed no. to like the cleaner. I, I, I don't even. That see how makes it, no I, sense. I don't yeah, because it ties in. Yeah, it doesn't. Well, it doesn't make any sense either. Because why would why would you want her to actually be able to see the other silos and all that stuff? Like you'd want her to just would you wouldn't you want to keep the the facade going? Yeah. To keep her like to keep her in the dark. If anything, to even maybe she would take off the helmet. <laughs> well, you you know that nobody can make it past that. I don't think I don't think the the hologram goes past. I agree that anyway. with I. I'm with you. I just that's just the theory that I saw on YouTube when I was rewatching like some clips and stuff. Um. That there was some like some fans like thought that was a thing, but I think that's stupid. Yeah, I'd be curious with the server. What what what's in the server room? I think it's just communication to the other elites. Yeah. Um, I I keep thinking about um the image of the birds, right? Okay. And like that, the original was either filmed or made from the elites. Or from somebody. I'm, I keep calling them the elites. But it could be like anybody who's trying to control them, right? Yeah. Who, whoever wants the people who are expelled to see that came up with that image somehow. Whether by filming it live or by generating, computer mm-hmm. generating it. Somehow that image made it onto a hard drive that is so old it is from the before times. So the, my thought, my question is... Was this always part of the plan? Like, was, mm. was like, was this was that hard drive generate like, and then simultaneously was that always part of the plan? And then was that image like remotely downloaded onto that hard drive after that hard drive was already down in the silo, or was it 
locally, like plugged in, downloaded onto the hard drive and then delivered into the silo. And Great question. If, if so, was that done? Um, was was that done? Like immediately, or was that done? My after my a, guess after is a they, couple my years, guess they is were they, like, oh, we need to come yeah. up with something. Well, and that's why I told you I think like the technology, like I do think this is after like 2023, because I think the technology is like mid 2010s. Like with some of this, they probably spliced together like imaging from like whether it was old videotapes or like DVD. Like they probably, I think they probably spliced together something to create that um, that image. Do you think the, the image holograms. came from people within the silo and then made that on the hard drive from within the silo? Yes. Yes. Oh, so you don't think that was that image came from like people outside the silo? I don't. I don't think there's people outside the silo. I think everybody is in the silo. Is inside the silo. I'll, I'll go. I'll go to my. I'll go to my. The- I wanted to say my like actual theory. My my theory for the end, but I can get to it now if you want. Um, let me see my other ones. Um. Okay. G- give your theory, and then I'll, I'll come. Well, all right, let me say these. Yeah, go ahead. Um, go ahead. Do you think that George knew that the birds were fake? No. Yeah, I don't either. I think that he I think he knew that obviously there was chicanery going on, but no, I do not think that he knew it was fake. Um, and what do you think Juliet does next? Like she gets over the crest of the hill and then what? She just walks, starts walking towards the city or walks over to starts another knocking silo? On, starts knocking on silo doors. <laughs> um, a little trick-or-treat action? I think she gets involved with other silos because I just don't think she has enough air supply to reach that city. Um, and plus I think like I, I don't I don't know how the show would do with her just walking around by herself out there. Um Otherwise, I would say it would make sense, like, knowing her, she would go to the city and, like, try to see what's going on there. So, but I, my, my guess is that she interacts with the other silos and gets inside one of them somehow. Really? Yeah. I assume she would just start walking towards the city. I just, I just don't know her air supply, like, how that would work. But that's well. well I guess if, I guess if, I'm contra- I'm, I guess I'm con- I'm going to contradict myself. Yeah, I was going to say if she avoided the poison and the air is okay, that would that would work pretty yeah. easily. Yeah, it's true. Fair point. I, I think it's I think it's silo interaction though, because you have to introduce these other silos. And I think it's kind of like the why? Uh, why do you have to introduce the other silos? Like why do you know. have to do it next? Uh, okay, fair point. I was actually I was gonna I was gonna use the back half of the plane from Lost as an example. Of, in, of, of of introducing these things, but yeah, okay. that was like season two or th- season three. It, it was season like, two. Yeah, the back half of the plane. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's only three seasons, so that that would be well, the we equi- think there, that would be we, the equivalent of like. Well, we think we think there's only lost. three seasons because there's three books. It doesn't mean they're not gonna. I don't. Did Go for Francis? Did the first book end like where this ended? I don't know that he answered uh, us on that. He, I spoke with him and, and he said yes. Okay, so this is where he the said first pretty book much ends. yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Maybe there will only be three seasons. Um, the reason why I thought maybe she's going to walk towards the city is I hadn't considered that maybe they were poisoning her in that little room. Yeah. Um, but if it's still poisonous out there, I thought maybe she goes towards that city, and that city has like a bubble where people were just freely walking around the mm. bubble, and it's which I think would be another great – 
um, like symbolism of society of like the elites are in their own little bubble and then like every other part of society is in its own little silo where they're not communicating to each other you know like they don't know the truth like the, the yeah. elites know the truth and they live in their own little bubble and they just use the rest of society as their puppets to give them the things that they need to live their elite lifestyle and okay. those silos can't even communicate to each other I thought is maybe where this might be going okay um, but what's your prediction that you were about? So, to say? um, I think, I think, I think the air is clean out there, but I think, I, I think I like that. I, I like that a lot. I think, and not, and maybe, maybe it's not even, maybe the, even if the poison thing that they're poisoning them with that smoke isn't a thing, but I think, I think that the air is okay. But to your point, there is some group that obviously is running the silos that ha- wants these people doing what they're doing. And Wait, I thought you said you didn't think there was anybody outside the silo. No, 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 they're no not outside. Inside silo. In there, there's pe- there's people even inside the silo that are higher than Bernard. So there's like a there's like a a, a central city. Of I do all think the silos. Yes, I do think that there is. Uh, there are people that are in charge of all this who are whatever they are. Just your typical, you know. Is totalitarian? Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, sure. We go with that. Like they're in charge, and now they're just also power hungry. That they want all these people continuing to do what they're doing, working for them. That they're on top, enjoying this life that now they've all become used to, and they don't want people leaving and going back to the way things were and going outside and realizing that you could start society again outside the silo, to where these people now, these people that are now in power, become irrelevant. And so they're keeping these people. They're keeping everybody in the silos because that's that's what they want, and they want to they want to be in charge, and they want to be, um, you know, the big swinging dicks. That's kind of where I'm leaning now. That that, that remember it, it, the orgy scene in whatever season that was of uh, Peaky Blinders, where they just go and orgy scene. Yeah, it's the big it's the big like uh, swing dancing and all that, and it's like. Caligula, basically. In no? Peaky? Peaky? Yeah, don't I have the right show? I don't know if you have the right if you have the right show, but maybe. Anyway, maybe. that's that's what I think is gonna. Maybe. Yeah, I, yeah, but yeah I, I'm so just I, joking. I don't think. That, but what, <laughs> what if Juliet like got to like this center yeah, city and was like that was all going on? To your point, I, that would be pretty hilarious. Um, but yeah, I like I I I think that to your point, there isn't. We call them the elite. There is a group of people that are running all this stuff. But they're in the silos, and they—that's why they—and they want to keep everybody inside because they're in power. They're they—they're the shot callers. And if everybody—if everybody were to now go outside, now it's we're re, we're recreating society. And why would you need those people? That's my—that's where I think we end up going. Okay. Um, last question for you. So I—I okay. I, I know there's three books. I. Um, from a buddy of mine that's read them, no spoilers. Um, the first, the first book is this season that we've seen. Apparently, the second—I think I said this last week. Apparently, the second book is like a prequel that kind of explains how the you know why the silo, who built the silo, how they got in the silo, all that stuff. And then the third book then brings it back to today, like where we are as of now in the season. Like as Juliet gets out or whatever, do you a do you think that 
Apple will follow that script and all next season is basically going to be the origin of the silo or at first, do you think that they're going to do that? I don't think they can do it for a whole season because I think they have you invested in these characters. characters. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I think that they might do one of those like, like, double timeline things where they are showing you like going back and forth between yeah, the two. I, I think that's what they'll because, do. Because like to your point, like if, if it's all Juliet walking around out there, they'd have to advance the plot pretty quickly. Yeah. So if they take up 50% of each episode going, doing backstory, then I think they can move her story at the pace that makes yeah. sense to set up season three. And then my next question was, would you mind if they did that? If they actually just did all season two, it was all pre all, all pre Juliet. No, I, I, I'd be okay. Yeah, I would. T- I mean, you know, you, you know me, I am a sucker. I'm a sucker for backstory. So I, I would totally dig it, but I agree with your point. I think that you've now become invested in the characters. I don't think you can go away an entire season without um, without showing them, and I, that's what I was gonna say. And they have started; fil- they've already started filming. Even though it just got gr- season two, just got greenlit a few weeks ago, they already started filming um, under the assumption that it would. So um, I'm thinking, from what I read, we could possibly see season two as early as April 2024. So I'm just kind of hoping that not that nobody gets silly and the world doesn't end before we get to see how the silo got built and why it got built. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's my, that's my thoughts. I don't think I had any other, uh, burning questions. Great show. Awesome. Common. Hope he gets all the awards. Um, love that guy. He was so good. It's just so cool. So we cool. nailed it. I, yeah, we did. We 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 nailed that final scene, like that she would look over her shoulder and then see like all these silos, like man, right to the end. As soon that, as the, I think it was that, like that it was, description was you, um, but it was I mean, us. There you, is it, no there is no you in the Two Beers podcast. It was but us. if you, I mean, I'm, I I called the multiple silos, um, yeah. but man, there's you you if you just you know did an AI. Uh, run of all of our theories basically would come out to that episode yeah we were we yeah we 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 collectively got there last week on a bunch of stuff um the other thing we didn't hit was you didn't see what was behind the door which we thought that i think we thought that you thought she'd open the door and that's where it would end i think i think that's what you had said um, I went, but I, at first i agree with you but then i went back and was like wait no i think she might actually go down to the door and open it yeah, I think we, I think, I think that was the only thing that we didn't. They didn't even show the door, so I think that was the only thing we were off on, really, in our, um, yeah, in what we thought would happen. So they didn't even show it. But yeah, it's season two. Um, but yeah, I'm looking, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Next up, The Witcher. Yes, I, I purposely was waiting until after this so that I wouldn't have like Witcher in my head while I was talking Silo. Yeah, I watched I think, episode one. And we did not, I guess we didn't uh, mention this, and I knew this, so I don't know why I didn't. It's coming out in two parts. I think, what is it, five episodes are out now? Yeah, correct. Yeah, and I think there's five on the back end that, ha- yeah. that come out at the end of the month. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it is, a t- for anyone that's in there, it, it might even be only- August. It might be a month apart. 
Okay. Yeah, that's my bad. I I 100% knew that, so I don't know. It's, I I don't know why I didn't say it. And then when Tori said there was only f- five episodes, I guess Cavill didn't really get into. It. I was like, oh shit, no, it's two parts. Yeah, and um, we never none, none, none of us even watched the prequel, right? I did not know. Yeah, did Tori? I don't. I think he did. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. I was gonna say we we didn't even watch that. Shame on us. Yep. And um, also we found Jack, we found Jack Apple Ryan, TV. dude. First first uh first run of Jack Ryan's out. I know. I haven't watched. I I still got to finish the last four of season. Uh, oh, it was so good. I you know what else? I want to watch this. Have you? Because all these like commercials I've been seeing with ads. I want to watch the show The Bear. Have you seen commercials seen for it. this? No. The kitchen show about like starting up a restaurant or something. It's like a thirty minute comedy, I think, or maybe a thirty minute drama. I don't know. Everybody, it's on who? It's on FX, which means it's on Hulu. Everybody's like raving about this show. So I, I kind of want to see what all the fuss is about. Okay, put a pin in that. We got a busy summer. Sure do. Great. Did you did you go uh, did you go to episode eight of Platonic to see the cameo? I did not. Uh, who, who is it? Oh you, oh yeah, you said. Uh... Uh, D man, D train, D train, D man, gonna be a B man, D man, uh-huh. gonna be a B. Man. So, as soon as I saw him, I just got immediately happy. I was like, "Oh my god, this is so great!" He plays a huge scumbag, but it was awesome. Oh man, I just, I just love that actor. He's uh it's been okay. Like it's, it's been okay. Again, this isn't one like we thought about with Platonic. For anyone that's been watching it, like we, we got the sense early this wasn't gonna be a oh my god, I gotta put it on at you know one a.m. when it drops kind of show. But like, I caught up. Uh, you know, like I. I'm taking it easy though. Technically, we're off this week for work, but like I still got to work on this one job. I, you know, I'm starting at like 10:30, so like from like 8:30 to 10:30 the other day, I caught up on like the three episodes I was behind on, and it was fine. It was fine. So I'll, 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 the finale I think dropped last night. Yeah, that's that's fine. I I I don't think I will be going back to it. Fair enough. So way to end the episode on a buzzkill. Well, I was I wasn't gonna end. I was gonna say we're we're officially three three weeks away from Crawford Spence and two and a half weeks away from the big one, in a way, Fulton. That's actually on my uh my wedding anniversary, so I'm gonna have to get up at four AM and somehow make it make it the night through a through a steak dinner. Coffee and cocaine. Oh my god. Unbelievable. God, I gotta call my coke. Oh, did I did I say that Australian's number? Uh, title title of the episode. Uh, all right. Did I, did I save that Australian guy's number? <laughs> all right. Good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud. <laughs>